When productivity meets party with your girl, Party Perry, are you ready to turn, 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 turn up your happiness, turn up your success and everything in between. Learn how to have fun while getting all your stuff done. Grab the red solo cup and a pen because we are about to party. What's up, party squad? Welcome to Productivity Meets Party with your girl, Party Perry, or you can just call me Perry. In this podcast, we turn up, turn up your happiness, turn up your success, and everything in between. If you're loving the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, share it on your stories, tell it to your lover, your friend, a family member. I truly appreciate all the love and support from the party squad. I do do a listener of the week um, just to say thank you and show appreciation for you guys. I truly love every single one of you. So this one goes from Ola Lexi. Hello, Lexi. She says, binge. So I've been following Perry for a while on social, but just found out this morning she had an amazing podcast. Definitely binge worthy. I've listened to four episodes so far while working out and running errands. She's definitely an inspiration. I'm so happy for her. Don't forget to write your mission statement. Thank you so much, Lexi, and I hope one day I'm able to see you at a festival or something and I can give you a big hug. This is a very special episode. It is our couple Q&A with my, the sexiest man alive, Doug, Doug Wubbs, and I'm super excited to have him on the podcast today. Thank you for having me, Perry. I'm a big fan. (laughs) I'm a big fan of your work, too. (laughs) So this was a requested episode of us doing a just a couple Q&A and our love story and how we just love each other so much. <laughs> um, but first, I wanted to do the seated chug, cinder chug, and a party foul moment of the week. I do kind of want to explain it because if you're new here, we're on episode 14 now, which is pretty wild. Um, but a seated chug, cinder chug is a moment that I'm proud of proud about and a party foul is a lesson that I had to learn the hard way. What was your see a chug send a chug this week Doug? So my see a chug send a chug this week I had actually a very productive week. I had a list of things to do that have really just been weighing on me mentally and this week I just lined them up. I crossed them off. I started some projects. I ended I finished some some projects and I really just went after it this week. I was like really motivated to tackle some things and I made a huge dent in my list. So I'm really happy to have that off my plate now. Yeah, he put up my shelves if you haven't seen them. They're gorgeous. Thank you, baby. I put that off for six months and it took me like 20 minutes to put up. It's okay. That like happens to the best of us. We put things off and it's like, we don't want to do them and then you do it and it's like literally no time. Yeah. So do your things on your to-do list, guys. Bite the frog or eat the frog. Have you heard that term before? (laughs) Have you heard that term before? No, let's go with it. Okay. Well, it's like you do the most like unpleasurable thing off your to-do list. (laughs) It's like eat the frog. Um, Anyway, my see you chugs and chug this week. Also a really good week. 
I was really productive. I got a lot of things done. I also had a live with Freedom Raveware. If you didn't know, I'm their social media coach and every single Wednesday, every Wednesday, 6.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I go live on their Instagram just doing tips and tricks on building your social media. And that was, I think, my favorite one that I did. It was really good. My party foul this week, uh, guys. So I have my one of my coworkers and she had a gift suggestion for Father's Day. And I was like, yeah, like this is a good idea. I think that my stepdad would really like this. And she's like, okay, like I'll go get it for you. And I was like, you know, you don't have to. And she was going to Sam's Club and she's like, it's right down the street from my house. And I was like, okay, like, thank you. Like, I appreciate you. The next morning she's like, I didn't go to Sam's Club. I totally forgot, but I placed an order for you at a Sam's Club. And the same club is literally the far, like it's the furthest Sam's Club from Doug's house and my mom's house. Like it's literally like opposite side of Las Vegas. So I was just like, I'm not picking this up. I already gave her money for it. And I'm just like, I just didn't want to hurt her feelings. I should have said no. I should have said no. It was okay. I could have got it off Amazon, but stand up for yourself. How about you and your party foul? <laughs> okay, I've got one. It's not as heavy as your party <laughs> foul, but I don't. I got a splinter at work, and I'm 33 years old. I've been a carpenter for 15 years now. I know not to run my hands across, you know, raw wood. But man, it's it's so tempting sometimes, and you just want to just slide your hands across. This splinter feels like it's in the bone it is so deep i can't get it out and it just reminds me like even though you think you learned your lesson once it, it's like how old are you going to be before you stop biting your tongue or biting your cheek while you eat like you think you've outgrown it but sure enough like two years down the road you're going to bite it again and you're going to be like well, you know what is my problem it's just one of these lessons that we keep learning over and over again so Hopefully I learned from it this time, and it's my last splinter, fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed yeah. to you. Did the wood look nice? Oh, so nice. Yeah. What type of wood was it? Was, it, was a, it was a veneer. I was thinking about actually if I wanted to use it to um, resurface my cabinets here at the house. Um, just like, I was just looking at it and the quality of it, and I just ran my fingers across it, and I was like... And then uh, that's it. And it's on my video game thumb. It's so important. And now I'm, I'm injured. So tough times for me. Yeah. Please do a salute to Doug for, the, <laughs> for his Rocket League gaming this weekend. Thank Thanks, party fam. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get into the questions. I wanted to kind of start off, I guess, with our love story. Because a lot of people are like, how'd you guys meet? Would you guys know that, like, he was the one? So, <laughs> so when, when did I know? Yeah. I'll let you know. Tune in to the next episode to find out when I knew. All right. He's a, he's a jokester. Anyway, so how did y'all meet coming from Infinity X Eternity? Um, we met actually on Tinder. Yeah. I super liked you. Yeah. Doug super liked me on Tinder. And we talked on Tinder, and I actually gave him my wrong number. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And 
I thought that was the end of it. I was like, man, I got the wrong number. And then Perry's like, oh, that's my bad. It just straight up gave you the wrong phone number. And I was like, oh, this is going well. Let's see how the first date goes. Yeah, so I gave him the wrong number on accident. But I'm glad that you... Oh, I guess someone messaged you and was like, hey, like, this isn't me. No, I think I just sent a text. Mm. And then I just texted you and I was like, all right, I'm probably getting blown off, but I'll just send a follow-up text because I'm a professional. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, guys, always follow up with opportunities because I did respond. Yeah. And we texted for about a month. A month before our first date, yeah. Yeah. Well, we had a good text. Our texts were kind of hot and steamy. (laughs) (laughs) But it was good. Um, That was the first time I think I ever texted someone or like talked someone for such like a long period before meeting them in person that's good it wasn't that long i mean and i guess in terms of online dating you don't want to text somebody for a month and then finally go on your first date and be like oh we didn't click at all but also it's not like we were texting every day like you know you text somebody maybe they get back to you two days three days later um and then when our text started getting really good, we were like, all right, let's let's make a date. Yeah, we made a date to Rio to mm. kind of do, like, all, pull all the stops. <laughs> yeah, I really ate the frog on that one. And, I, yeah, we did a wine cellar, and we did a wine tasting at the Rio. That was nice. I ordered you a cheese plate. You've never seen so many fancy cheeses. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, that was a good date night that we had. We I think we got two flights of wine. Yeah, you got two flights of wine. I just had a tasting. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then we did the cheese plate. And we hit the bar after, after the wine cellar closed because our conversation was going well. Yeah, our conversation was going so well. They were like, all right, like we close. Like, you, yeah. y'all need to leave. Yeah. And then we went to go to the parking lot, and we didn't really want to say goodbye to each other. And you took me out to the best tacos I've ever had. Well, first, we went to the bar afterwards. Yeah. We walked around the Rio, got another drink. How long do you think we were there for? I feel like our first date was probably around, like, 7 o'clock. Because, maybe 8. Um, because... You were late. I got there early. He's like, I'm so sorry. I was like, a couple minutes. It wasn't that bad. I was worth the wait. Yeah, you are. Um, But yeah, then after we had more conversation at the casino, we decided, I guess, to quote unquote, we were going to leave, but we were just getting along so well. Yeah. Yeah, so we got tacos. I'm still in line for an hour for tacos. And just talking the whole time and then we went back to the Rio I was gonna drop you off at your car and you didn't want to leave so you just hung out in my truck for like another two two hours so it was a good first date yeah we had a really long great first date we connected and clicked instantly yes so that's how we met so that great date led to more dates and we talked for about what four months or so Mm -hmm. before you officially asked me out 
Doug took me to my first like non EDM concert as an adult. Um, Alt J. That was a fun day. Yeah, yeah, those seats. Oh my goodness. <laughs> they were so small and were so tall. <laughs> well, that was a really good show. Yeah, <laughs> he also agrees that was a good show. Um, but I just want to mention how Doug asked me out because very party Perry. But we saw San Holo for the first time at Marquee Nightclub. Um, shout out to the Bird Nest. And it's kind of started our love for San Holo. And then Doug was like, I'm going to use the bathroom. And I was like, okay. And then Doug comes back from the bathroom. And <laughs> I had uh, candy that I had made um, on my in my pocket. And I wanted to you know, secretly put it on my wrist so that when I was dancing with Perry, I could just kind of, you know, plur with her and slide the candy off of my wrist onto her wrist. Um, so after four months of uh, dating each other, but not officially putting a label on it as boyfriend and girlfriend, uh, I slid the candy on her wrist and it had a little message that said, kiss your boyfriend. And she goes, who's my boyfriend? <laughs> who's, uh, who's my boyfriend? And I said, kiss your boyfriend. She was so confused. <laughs> um, I think she just didn't want to make a fool of herself. But we shared a kiss to San Holo. And she's been smitten ever since. Yeah, mm-hmm. and now it's three years now. Mm-hmm. Three years now of just being... So Why? smitten. <laughs> Are you rolling your eyes? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's us and that's our love story. It's pretty unique, I guess, but I'm going to dive into the questions that I have from you guys, but it was an amazing first date and I'm glad that I didn't flake on you. (laughs) Same. So I got questions from my personal Instagram party Perry and then the podcast Instagram productivity Perry and I just got the questions i'm just gonna kind of read them through i I just want to start off with that question first kind of give you some back history of our relationship um but katie killa says how do y'all establish boundaries Mm, i definitely just being like honest like when you need space and be like you know what like having a day to yourself or just like time to yourself. Also, the calendar, since I've been super busy with work, Doug's a busy man. We now like put time to like spend time together. Um, Just so we were like present in the moment. We were kind of not, not fighting, but just getting in disagreements. Um, Just expecting one of us to be available in like just be like okay I'm free so you should be free too like let's hang out but it wasn't always like that so just setting boundaries and being honest like hey like I'm busy um I or like I need like my space and just yeah I think that's well said I also think to establish boundaries with someone the most important thing is communication and when you're with someone that you love um you 
don't want them to do anything, like, that they're just going to hate. So, like, you have things that you need as a person, and you want your partner to contribute to your relationship. Um, but you just, you just tell them what they need, and at the end of the day, you guys can, you know, make it work together. So. I agree. This is from one of my favorite people, Angelica Avocado. She says, how do you keep the romance alive despite both having a busy schedule? Hmm. I don't know. I think a big part of romance has to be intimacy, and intimacy can mean a lot of things. I think our most intimate moments are when we're lying in bed just dying of laughter when we didn't expect it at all. We just want to go to sleep, but we just uh, get lost in, you know, little moments together. And then just feel like so close to you and it just makes me want to wrap my arms around you and like fall asleep. And then that just gives you like a mindset. You wake up the next morning, you're like, wow, what a good night. I can't wait to see her today and I'm going to plan something special for her. So it's all about just like being there for the little moments and like appreciating, you know, what you have when you have it. Yeah, I agree. I forgot the question. Oh, um, oh, having, keeping the relationship alive just by having a busy schedule, definitely scheduling time for each other making that a priority I definitely am a workaholic so being like you know what Perry like close your laptop and like be present in the moment um and just being aware of distractions yeah that's good and you know sometimes plans change you have to be able to go with the flow even if you put something on the calendar like things come up so you you do have to be flexible Mm. But I think scheduling or at least communicating your schedule for that day. So if I'm home from work and I'm waiting for you to come home and I'm like, oh, I'm going to make you a nice dinner. But then you come home and you're working upstairs for three hours. Like, it's just really nice to see your schedule to know like, oh, maybe I'll just, you know, make something quick if she wants a little snack when she comes home. And then after that, we'll have like a good night watching like Netflix. So communication. Yeah. We recently just put up the calendar with my schedule do you feel like it's been working how do you feel about that i like it i'm happy it's up it, it kind of helps me plan my day i can you know plan ahead in the future i like it another question by her is what's a favorite festival or rave that we've been to together hmm. i think one of my favorites with you was uh, Ganja White Knight at no, was at the joint at the Hard Rock. I think it was a theater, mm. and it was so oversold. I've never been to a more packed show in my life. It was hot. It took a while for me to like appreciate the atmosphere, uh, and I enjoyed the opening lineup for Ganja. And then there was a twenty-minute intermission yeah. with no music at all, and people just walked around. And like got drinks and uh, the lights went dark and everyone got quiet and it took a, a while for the curtain to drop and when they dropped it was the most uh, amazing like visual experience um, with all their... been waiting for yeah <laughs> and it was worth it they had three screens 
uh, amazing graphic design team. Uh, the screens curved around, um, and I understand why they, they had to do it in a theater. So it really gave you like a surround, uh, like full spectrum of view for their visuals. And uh, the music was great, and I just remember dancing with you, and it was like, it was the best way to close that show. And looking back at it, it was like, what an incredible show I got to experience. I definitely think one of my most memorable festivals was OMFG. Mm. Was that our first quote-unquote yeah. festival? It was a, We only went one day, but that was our first festival together. And You know what? No, Res. I'm changing my answer to Res because that was the oh, first Rez. time me and Doug ever traveled yeah. together. Yeah. We went to Colorado. He like surprised me with VIP seats. If you guys ever go to Red Rock, get VIP. 100% worth it. It was a good experience. But yeah, seeing Space Mom and traveling with Doug for the first time, that was a good, overall, that was a great trip that we had. I have another question from Infinity X Eternity. What are, what are your guys' love language is? <laughs> love languages. Um, I'd say I'm a nice little balance of a few. I know for me, I really like acts of service um anything that like frees up my time um i really appreciate i also appreciate um affirmations uh and physical touch and just a little blend of all three of those is definitely something i need uh if i wasn't getting it it would be a deal breaker and perry knows how to should speak my love languages so thank you for that babe yeah you know how to speak my love languages i hate saying like this as my love language but like money (laughs) (laughs) yes um but like receiving gifts i think is super cute it makes me feel appreciated i like how doug gets me flowers every month it just I, i like spoiling you Thanks, I like spoiling you. Thank you. Oh, wow. Um, but I don't know, it just makes me feel appreciated. Also, too, doing um, acts of service, especially being a busy bee, <laughs> buzz buzz. Anything to free up some time is awesome. <laughs> um, this question actually really had me dying laughing, and I want to know your opinion. So Britt Blossom said, does he mind you take photos of him while he's sleeping and post it on Instagram? Thank you, Britt. You just earned one follower for life. Um, actually, uh, I was surprised to see the first time he took a photo. <laughs> and like... Hello posted it on the internet of me sleeping with a pole. Um, obviously, it's not my most flattering photos. Like, sometimes, like, I just feel like I could use a haircut, you know? Uh, I'm not really prepared for this. But uh, I also think it's cute because when you see me sleeping, even though how messy I look or how out of it I look, uh, you still see me as so handsome and you're, you just want to show me off. Which is cute for you, but, you know, love is blind. And uh, you don't see what the rest of the world sees. So thank you for bringing that to her attention, Britt Blossoms. Well, it's a beard. (laughs) 
Well, you're you'd be handsome without it. Yeah. <laughs> when you sleep, you just look like a cute little bear. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and I'm just your little mama bear. <laughs> <laughs> but if you take my course, you know how important it is to have character themes and have a story series. So Doug is not only a character theme that I have, but he's also a story series. Um, another question. Yes. Um, another question. This is from, oh my, it's Myra. Who is the funniest? Definitely me, hands down. I just want to let you guys know. Yeah, it's so funny. So this, I'll now reach out to the audience. We will do a poll. <laughs> unfollow Perry if I'm the funniest. And unfollow Doug if you think that I'm funnier. <laughs> so this is the question. Um, from one of my beautiful students, and I also have a podcast episode with her. I can't think of it on the top of my head, but there's only 14. You can find it. Um, Serenity in Circle. She says, what was one thing about each other that made you know your partner was a keeper? Hmm. Okay. So I remember a time where I had a friend. We had met on Tinder and we had, you know, seen each other a couple of times, but it didn't work out. But it was just nice to, like, keep her around as a friend, and she respected the boundaries. And I think you knew about her. I was, like, open with it about you. And I think it made you feel uncomfortable that I was still talking to her, which, you know, rightfully so, even though we weren't official at the time. Um, and I was like, I'm not hiding anything from you. And I let you read our text conversation and you're like, now I think you're cheating on me, like, even more after reading yeah, it. Yeah, those texts, they were, like, kissy faces yeah. and all these emojis. Why are you sending these girls emojis? So you're telling me if I look in your DMs on Instagram right now, I'm not going to see dudes asking you for feet pics. I'm, I'm not, not sending see- them back emojis. Oh, yeah. You're not telling them to stop texting you. Hmm. Anyways, so I let Perry read it, and she was like, I think this made it even worse letting me read it and I just remember thinking like oh wow this girl doesn't trust me I'm gonna have to break up with her because like what I'm telling her she's not accepting it and this isn't gonna work out and I think she had to go pick somebody up from the airport I think you were picking up your mom yeah it was before I had a car and it was late at night it was like 11 30 12 o'clock at night and we did you didn't leave on good terms and you said all right i'll come back and i was like all right well i'll leave you know the door unlocked for you or maybe i left a key out or something and uh i thought i'd never see you again i just thought like that was just your nice way of saying like just to leave the situation and just like i thought that was it and i went to bed and when i woke up in the morning you were in my bed and we were like together and I was like this girl came back I was like she there's something there to that and it just kind of showed me like even though we weren't that invested in each other at the time she wanted to talk and I think that's a really good sign for someone you you something you want to look for in a partner is somebody who's able to talk and just work through problems and that really spans across you know 
of all areas of life, not just relationships. You know, it's your ability to solve a problem. So that's when I was like, okay, that's like, that's when I first knew, like, you had keeper qualities in you. Mm-hmm. Um, this was mine. We saw a show at Downtown Event Center. I don't know, the radio show one. And we, after the show, we were getting, just walking around downtown, um, walking around the casinos, and we end up going to this ice cream place, and I didn't like the ice cream. I feel like we didn't see the show downtown, because I feel like we Ubered, but we drove that time. So, But anyway, we um, got this terrible ice cream that I didn't like at all, and I hate food waste, and Doug's like, no, like, it's okay, let's go get some ice cream so we left downtown and we went like back to where people live in vegas the suburbs the suburbs <laughs> thank you we went to the suburbs and we went to baskin robbins i think and like cold oh maybe one of them yeah baskin robbins or Coldstone. yeah and we got ice cream and doug has a truck and he like put the like the bed down i guess and we sat in the bed of his truck and watched the sunset and had ice cream. And that was kind of a moment that I was like, oh, geez. <laughs> like, <laughs> the feelings I, are coming on strong. The feelings are coming on pretty strong right now. <laughs> I think I like him a lot. But it just also showed, too, that Doug's willing to go, like, the extra mile um, to make me happy. So this question is from Infuse Wonder. How do you guys support each other? I would say to support someone, um, it's being there for them and being what they need when they need it. So sometimes you don't need to say anything. Sometimes you have to be honest. Um, Sometimes, you know, you can share your experience and sometimes you know it's just a hug so i think just being honest with your partner when they ask for your honesty uh not being what's the word not being not trying to give somebody advice when they're not asking for it you know it's you know a line to walk if you care about someone so you can you can show them in different ways and if we think how we support each other how i support you it's just being there and being present with you like when you need help with something or like cleaning like me like doing it and like not being like like this morning, um, Doug made breakfast and I was like on my phone and Doug was like, I guess I'll put away the eggs. So just being, you know what, like, um, let me help and like support you either like with cooking or like cleaning, which I need to do. I'm saying this out loud, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but something I need to work on supporting you. Yeah, I, that's a good point. And I think a lot of times if you tell someone what you need, they'll know how to support you better. So even if it's something as simple as like you said, we like cooking breakfast and cleaning and putting away food. Um, maybe somebody doesn't need that. Maybe someone likes to cook, you know, but maybe what someone doesn't like to do is dishes or 
maybe if somebody doesn't like to do their laundry or something like that, these are all, you know, acts of service that I mentioned in my love language. Um, so anything like that, if you just tell someone what you need, they'll know how to support you better. So I like that. Communication. Yeah. Also to just be like giving you like attention, like when we're with each other and like just, I think I mentioned being present. And something I would like to add to that is when you're actually in a partnership, investing in your partner is investing in yourself and not to say that if your partner is not happy pleasing your partner shouldn't make shouldn't be the only source of your happiness you should be able to be happy with yourself by yourself but when you give a hundred percent to someone and they give a hundred percent to you like that's the most powerful team like that's your thick and thin and you guys can work anything out together so uh, invest in some invest in your partner like you're investing in yourself you know what would be really fun me and you do you even know what would be more fun than that you accomplishing your goals I offer private one-on-one coaching helping creatives entrepreneurs level up not only their personal life but their businesses as well Stop wishing and stop waiting and take action on your dreams today. I'm here to give you the roadmap to your success. And I cannot wait to serve you and give you all the tools for you to live a amazing, fun, happy, productive, and successful life. My one-on-one coaching is a 12-week transformation. It includes daily inspiration and accountability. Head to the show notes to apply for one-on-one coaching. I cannot wait to help you do the damn thing. Edian Sham asks, what are the experiences that you face as an interracial couple? And I absolutely love this question. Thank you for this. So I guess my first experience um, of dating interracially, um, you were the first black girl that I introduced to my family, my friends, and I remember even on our first date, they say, you know, you shouldn't have expectations for a first date, and I didn't, but I just remember enjoying our conversation and thinking, like, what, wouldn't it be nice if I end up liking this girl so much that I can introduce her to anyone in my family, any one of my friends, and not care, uh if it made them uncomfortable you know depending whatever your beliefs are political beliefs anything about you like wouldn't it be cool if this girl just made me have her back over like anything and I just kind of you know uh just experienced our relationship growing naturally and I think I introduced you to my family maybe like three months in I think so. Yeah, before we were official, right? Mm, I feel like we were official. Were we? Yeah. But I know that I met your parents first before you met my mom. You didn't want me to meet your mom. Yeah. I I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't know. Yeah. Um, So I would say it wasn't like the socially easiest thing uh, 
relationship to choose. But honestly, you, I didn't feel like I chose it. And I would say one of the challenge, maybe ch- challenging things is just um, people not taking our relationship seriously. There is an age difference yeah. also in our relationship. I think that was something with both of our parents. Families, yeah. They were like, uh the age difference is this like serious you guys really is this old man taking advantage of you yes i am ma'am <laughs> no uh so <laughs> so i yeah i would say mostly social but it's it's been comfortable it hasn't been like uncomfortable and i don't really have friends that that would make uncomfortable and then my family you know my family is good people you know uh, their politics differ differ from your politics and sometimes we have cool thanksgiving conversations and holiday conversations but it's healthy yeah i agree i've we haven't really you know it's not it's 2021 and shit you know still happens but we're not having release anyone throw things or say anything negative to our faces yeah there has been times that we have gotten dirty looks from people and honestly i feel like mostly black people i feel like the most look or dirty looks that we get i feel like i receive from the black community probably because you're so pretty and i'm just this regular plain boy (laughs) in your sandals in my car and cargo shorts with a perfect 10 baddie. Oh. Yeah. You can get my pickup truck. Yeah. Zoom away. Yeah. I think that was a good answer. We'll move on to the next question. This question comes from Things. What's the kinkiest thing that you guys have done together? Perry. <laughs> I think the kinkiest thing that we've done together is just falling in love. <laughs> <laughs> so appropriate. So I think for someone to actually be fulfilled as a, per- a person, they need to be fulfilled like in all areas of their life. And if you have, it's just like each area of your life is like a cup and the cup needs to be filled up. So, if you dick have... Cup. Yeah. Fill that cup with some dick. <laughs> so, if you have one of your cups empty, and it is just not getting filled up, you're going to feel wanting something. And that's going to distract you from anything, from being productive, to giving someone 100%, because you feel like you're not getting it in return. So, I think... If you are going to be with someone, uh, you got to have your cup full. (laughs) So fill it up. (laughs) Fill it up. That's funny. That's a good way to answer that question. Fill up the cups of love. Of Yes. And kinkiness. And kinkiness. Definitely having a good sex life is very important in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's why you're so productive. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's why you're so happy <laughs> uh all right so the last question uh so it's the best relationship advice 
by Dallas Ray. Um, and we'll just leave it off with this. What's one thing that you could tell someone in a new relationship? In a new relationship, I would say make sure you're happy above all else. Make sure you're happy and whatever that means to you. So in a relationship, there's going to be some days where you're not happy. But it shouldn't be half of the days. It shouldn't be 90% of the days. You shouldn't just have a good day once or twice a month. Most of your days should be good. And if your days aren't good, uh, if, if, so if you're investing in your partner and that investment doesn't have a good return on it, you know what we do with those investments? We sell those investments. You cut your losses. So, and if it's a good investment, we hold it. <laughs> so make sure, analyze your portfolio. <laughs> see, see what kind of return you got on your investment. And uh, if you could be getting a better return somewhere else. I like that. Coming from the finance guy. <laughs> yeah. That was a good answer. My advice would be... Um, just communication, be real with each other. If that person is like doing like your pet peeve, like let them know, like mm. they'll stop or just do it not with you around or, you know. But just um, don't keep your feelings in if you feel a type of way. Just talk about it. It may be weird and awkward at first, but you shouldn't keep it on your chest because that's just gonna lead to a bigger problem in the future. Facts. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Productivity Meets Party with your girl, Party Perry. I truly appreciate you taking the time out of your day to hang out with me and Doug. I love y'all so much. If you love the episode, please post it on your story. Tag both of us. Doug Wubbs, Party Perry, Productivity Perry. Do all the things. Subscribe. Leave a review. And I will see you guys next week. Same time, same place. Love y'all. When productivity meets party, 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 party.